This is the future. This is not the past. The new XFL will kick off in 2020. What the XFL is cooking. It's still football, but it's professional football reimagined. This is our moment, our story to tell. This is history begun. This is the XFL! Welcome, football fans. This is the week of August 19th, 2018. This is the road to 2020, and this is the XFL Show. I'm Alan. I'm Vince. And I'm Bryant. This week, Oliver Luck made the radio rounds everywhere but our show, for some reason, and gave some insight into, well, the city selections and the broadcasting of the XFL. This is episode 29, the pre-pre-preseason. Vince, welcome back to the show. Yeah, it's great here to be here. I've been off for a while, but I am back, and I am in a football mood, ready to talk some XFL. Good. And are, are you going to be back for a long time? I may not be here for a long time, but I guarantee you I'm here for a good time. <laughs> well, that's what we're going to have today. Uh, Bryant, welcome back to the show. This is the first show you, me, and Vince get together with no Jake in sight. Anything could happen this week, man. Yeah, I mean, uh, we'll see how much uh, Vince loves to uh, kill football players as much as Jake does, but we'll see how that goes. But it'll yeah. be interesting. Hey, good to see you back, Vince. <laughs> Jake's been on a – Vince, in case you missed it, Jake's been on a real tear about all the safety precautions in the NFL, and he said, not in my XFL, but we f- we feel like that's that's bound to happen. Safety is of the utmost concern, or, uh, concern according to Oliver Luck. Yeah, absolutely. I've been keeping up with the program, and I've been keeping up – uh, with all the you know the these uh, committee meetings that that uh, Mr. Luck has been having, forming uh, what what the shape of our league is going to look like. Yes, the reimagination committee, Vince. Uh, I'm sure you'll give us your opinion on that throughout the show. But let's start things off with the cover two. Going for two. Go for two and the lead. Two biggest items that we're getting into to start. First up, Oliver Luck, the commissioner of the XFL. Did an interview in Indianapolis radio on the the drive with JMV on 107.5 The Fan. And Oliver Lux spoke about, well, the return of his son, Andrew, to the NFL. Congrats to him. Feeling healthy, looking good out there on the field. Uh, and did you draft him in fantasy football or something there? Is that why you were clapping? I was just clapping because he's back. That's all. Oh, yeah, that's good. Yeah, you, it's don't, good. you don't have the same opinion as that. Uh, uh, Jalen Ramsey. Uh, Ramsey. i don't know about that yeah but oliver luck mostly actually talked about well the xfl because that's what he is focused on and well first up he was talking about how there are 40 million football fans that want more good football and we know that well vince you haven't been here in a while but you remember the main reason why they're bringing back the xfl and what the xfl needs in order to be successful this time right it's the quality of the play Absolutely. It's the quality of the play. Now, Oliver Luck is saying that there are a ton of players out there that are good enough to give us good football in the spring in the XFL. I do think there's, you know, a a deep pool of of quality players. And these are guys that just aren't 
aren't quite good enough. I mean, look at guys playing, you know, on an NFL practice roster. Those are all guys that had a pretty high profile in college. Many of them all conference players. Some of them, you know, all American players. There are there are a ton of great players on practice squads all over. But I don't, I'm I think he should have bit his tongue a little bit there, though, huh, Vince? He said they're not good enough uh, for the NFL. Yeah, uh, he, he sort of finished the, the sentence there, or, or you know, <laughs> yeah, or maybe you know said something like the NFL could only have fifty three men on each team, or something like that. You know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's so tough for the AAF and XFL to put their leagues in a good light without shining a light on the fact that yeah, we're taking scraps from the NFL. How do you do that? That's the trick. Oliver Luck has to sell this league to the public while also being a realist, how are you supposed to get jazzed for a league when the commissioner's like, yeah, all of our players aren't good enough to be in the NFL. Come watch them in the spring. Brian, I don't know about that answer. That was kind of – it's very, it's a, hey, you got to be – I'm not smart enough to figure out how to say it, but that's what they're paying all of her luck to do, and I don't think he did it there. But, I mean, why conceal it with, with non-truths? I mean, it, it's the truth. You're going to be taking the NFL scraps. Those players are not good enough to be in the NFL. Maybe you could have been a little bit more polite or PC, whatever you want to call it. But at the same time, it's the truth. So if you try to say, you know, you don't want to sugarcoat poop, right? Because, I mean, I guess that's what you really have to do is you're sugarcoating poop, but in a good way. Uh, Oliver, look, how he, he he's doing the best he can with, with what he has to work with. And he he knows that there are good players, though. That's the thing, is that I think he undersold it because there is a huge talent pool out there, Vince, of good players that we – it's 21st century, man. We know we know players in college that may not necessarily get to the NFL, but we know all about these guys because we follow them all from high school through college. I, absolutely. You kind of took the words out of my mouth there. You know, there there's a lot of excellent ball players in college that – maybe don't have a position in the NFL or, or just, you know, maybe they're a little too small or, or, you know, they have some other, you know, deficiency that they can't play at that elite level, but are still good ball players. And maybe even more importantly, still entertaining ball players. Yeah. Uh, and so if you, you know, if you dictate the rules of your game to highlight your entertaining players, it, it, you can be successful. Now, Vince, you're going to get a kick out of this next cut we have to play because Oliver Luck, talking about the kind the kind of player that the XFL wants to go after, you said it, players we recognize, players that are entertaining, maybe guys who were super successful in college but just couldn't crack it in the NFL, and he specifically called out a, a name you'll recognize, I recognize. I don't know, Brian, if you'll recognize the name. He did make it to the NFL briefly, but if you followed Big East football back when there was such a thing, um, you're, you're, you might get a kick out of this next thing here <laughs> from Oliver Luck. I think about players who would be ideal in this league and as a you know former West Virginia guy, right? I think about a player like Pat White. <laughs> Vince, tell, tell Brian and maybe some of our football fans listening about Pat White, former West Virginia quarterback. First of all, yeah. <laughs> all right, Pat White, you know, you – I'm going to say this right now, you know, product of a system, you know, Rich Rodriguez, the the head coach of the Mountaineers at the time, you know, he very innovative in spread option running attack 
and he utilized Pat White, a quarterback at the time, uh, to rack up a whole bunch of yards and a whole bunch of points on some lackluster teams in the Big East. I mean, you got to give him credit for utilizing his talent. Uh, but the bottom line is Pat White, dude's trash, bro. I mean, th- this guy <laughs> was not that good. Well, okay. Uh, the Miami I, Dolphins yeah. uh, drafted him, I believe, in the second round. And that then high. I, wow. I, and Ike Taylor <laughs> knocked his ass right out of the NFL. Uh, okay. So, you know, you know, a, a, an exciting player. Yeah, uh, come on. Give him college. his credit, Vince. An I know I know you're biased. In college, an exciting yeah. player. Yeah, I'm not going to I'm not going to He was this close to a much. national championship. He he was. And, obviously know, just that close, you know. Yeah. I mean, something uh, happened. Yeah, something happened there. You know, he he couldn't he couldn't win the big games. Uh but you know, an exciting guy and if you're going to play that kind of football you know, a wide open game that, you know, an exciting game with a lots of points, you know, maybe even a seven on seven type situation, <laughs> you know, a, a guy like Pat White could well, succeed. And, you know, there, he, Oliver Luck's gone on record saying this is going to be an 11 on 11 league, Vince. I know you're <laughs> I know you're pursuing hard a seven on seven league wherever you could find it. You might have to start start that up on your, your own. Pat but. White, you know, he could be a phenomenal wide receiver for all. Of <laughs> yeah, I, I'm serious. He he could be, you know, that's the kind of guy that, you know, if you're going to, maybe you're playing in, in, you know, some, you know, you're going to be playing some system where you're going to have two quarterbacks in the backfield. I don't know. Uh, but you know, that he could be utilized in that. Uh, it, this was a Homer comment here. Uh, nobody remembers Pat White. And if they do, they remember him for, for uh, failing to deliver West Virginia's <laughs> only national championship. Uh, so uh, this wouldn't be the guy I would have used to promote this league, uh, but you know, <laughs> maybe, maybe maybe he's the only guy he's got at this point. <laughs> uh, full disclosure, full disclosure, uh, Bryant and everyone. Uh, Vince coming from a completely pit bias, obviously backyard brawl <laughs> rivals of West Virginia. Same here, me too. I will give it up. Pat White was an exciting player, though. But uh, everything Vince said was basically true there, Bryant. What an example uh, <laughs> for, I mean, I don't, for the guy you want. That was, that was pretty harsh. Uh, well, Vidman, he said like Pat White. So you're saying anybody like Pat White is just not someone you want to build this around? No, well, no, that's why I think he is the cut. You know, he is a type of player. You know, this was a guy who did not have a, you know, could not play quarterback in, in an in NFL system. And there's very few who can. Okay. But Maybe he can play in an XFL wide open type system, you know, or he could play uh, wide receiver. Yeah, he's not, you know, maybe he's not somebody who could play wide receiver in the NFL. Uh, you know, it's a very tough to do uh, with Pat White's, you know, height and weight. Um, but maybe he can do it in a in a XFL type situation. Well, I don't know if Pat White's even in shape anymore. He was playing college well, ball uh, maybe, 10 years maybe ago. Maybe Oliver Luck knows something we don't. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, of, I mean I just think it's yeah, great. He's probably like 32 years old. <laughs> Total Homer example there by Oliver Luck. He's going you know he was in you got to think about though the, the the time and the place where he gave that answer. He's in on Indianapolis radio. Is Pat White the guy you get you, you give an example as to people oh, on Indianapolis radio? Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, that's yeah. That I think this is somebody who's just trying to get their shit in here and talk about <laughs> you know, how, you know, try to just pump up the the Mountaineers. I think that's all he was doing. <laughs> I, it, oh, man. You know, how, how else would you describe that? He was given an example, Vince. Come on, man. <laughs> nobody knows who he is. I mean, you should say it'll say something about, like, Ooh, I don't know, Tim Tebow, Tim Tebow, Tebow or, yeah. or Chad Ochocinco or, no, he's or Randy that, Moss. I don't, I don't know. Look, context is king in this situation. And yeah, that's right. What it is. And basically what he was saying is that players like this, players that – that were great in college, but but basically did not have that one thing to do in the uh, in the uh, NFL to play in the NFL. Well, Oliver Luck, that I knew that answer would rile Vince up upon his return. Very glad you could make it back just for that, Vince. If anything, um, yeah, whole laundry list of players. I don't know if you're in Indianapolis, maybe a Notre Dame player you could have brought yeah. up someone. I don't Carlisle know. Carlisle Holiday. There uh, you go. Yeah, somebody like that. That would yeah. have been. Uh, Antoine Brady. Randall. Well, I, you're not getting him. I don't know about that. I'm talking about uh, an all-pro now in the NFL. And Oliver Luck even said as much that it would be foolish for us or any spring league to compete with the NFL. They're trying to be a complement to the NFL, playing in the spring, taking advantage of the footballist months, but not kind of so- not sounding the way the AAF does, where, like we said last week, the AAF is kind of uh, – really pursuing the NFL hard on Tinder and the NFL's waiting to swipe left or right. XFL just says they want to be a compliment. They're not talking about getting in bed with the NFL just yet. Also, the probably the best part of this interview Oliver Luck did on Indianapolis Radio was when he revealed some information when he was asked about the process of figuring out what cities will host the XFL teams. And he kind of revealed a timeline finally for us here. And we might get to know where these teams will play football pretty soon. We're in the process of doing that. Uh, before I got hired back in May, about 30 or so RFPs, RFPs went out to a number of markets. And uh, we're in the process of sort of winnowing that list down. But uh, probably by mid-September, we'll, we'll announce the cities that we'll be, oh we'll be playing in. Are you ready? Mid-September. We're a month yeah, away a month from away. knowing. We're exactly... That? One month away from knowing where the XFL cities will be. I'm Vince. sure they've been reviewing those episodes where we broke down all those cities, and they're they're really taking all that into consideration. You can go back and uh, this is the XFL show archives and listen to all the the past episodes and see what we had to say about the cities. Yeah, we broke down every single region, uh, going back into our archives of uh, of every city. So we we did east, west, south, and did we do north? North, yeah, Midwest, we we broke it down, and, and we there's a, there was a whole bracket system. But if you want to go back in the archive, absolutely, we encourage you. Those are what they call evergreen episodes because we talked about why the, these cities are the best possible destinations for an XFL franchise. And with a month left before those announcements, you might want to go check those episodes out on thisistheXFLshow.com or, of course, just right there in your podcast feed. Give us a subscription right there on the Apple Podcast, Google, whatever you use, and leave a five-star review because not only will that help promote our show, but that'll get people pumped up for the XFL. Come on, you're talking about the XFL show. Now, Oliver Luck, last thing in this interview, guys. Besides that reveal that next month we're going to know the cities, hopefully, fingers crossed, he also said that they are in the process and very excited 
I mean, I, I think I, I heard him uh, get a, a little too excited when talking about how they have conversations coming up about digital and linear, linear networks for the games and what that translates to, in layman's terms, online and television for these XFL football games to be broadcasted. Uh, they're super excited. Who knows how that'll go? Really, the best thing about the AAF, if we're comparing them like we always do, Bryant, is they have a pretty sweet television and digital deal. Um, I mean, would you call it sweet? I guess. I mean, they have yeah. exposure. But, uh, but you know what? Oliver Lux said something great in that interview, which he said was, uh, you don't, the, the worst thing for a bad product is exposure. Right, so do you want to expose yourself when you don't really know what's going to happen on that field? So the XFL did accidentally last time, um, I maybe mean, accidentally on purpose. Uh, so maybe maybe they want to take a smaller approach this first season around and and not so not be on CBS your first game. What kind of TV deal do you want to see the XFL snag there, Vince? I don't think you were on the episode where we really talked extensively about that if we did one i don't even recall we're on episode 29 now i'm starting to forget about topics we've hit vince television deal what kind do you want to see for the xfl i mean off uh you know obviously i did you'd want you know something on a you know, like reg- something reg- on a box it's got to yeah. be on a screen <laughs> yeah yeah uh, you know something on on cable uh television i mean obviously if you could get it with an antenna that would be great you know, uh, but you'd, you'd reach the most people. But you know, I would like a, you know, at least something on cable. I think that's what you got to do in order to reach out to people and, you know, find out if it's good or not. You know, I'd, you got to expose yourself to a lot of people. You know, if it's bad, you know, who cares, you know, if people see it, you know, it's got to be you got to get people to see it and then it's got to be good. It's all well, about the well, quality of the play. Priority. Though. Yeah, so your priority in that, do you put make sure it's good before we put it on TV or put it on TV and hope it's good? You got to put it on TV and hope it's good. That's what it's all about. It's the quality it's, of the play. It's all about that, Brian. It's Either way, no matter what the TV deal is, you're putting it out there and hoping these games are exciting enough and fun enough and, and it's a good enough football experience to catch on. No matter what the deal is when it comes to cable, network TV, digital on your phone just on an app whatever however the xfl gets to us as football fans oliver luck knows number one is the quality of the league and there that's how confident they are in the coaches that are available the players that will will be available it's it's exciting to think about because when you're in the preseason like we are at the nfl we're seeing a lot of players on the field in the nfl right now that will not be making the rosters of these NFL teams. So that's something we're actually going to get into in a little bit. But here's item number two. Speaking of good players, Blake Sims, talking about former good quarterbacks, pretty decent quarterback from Alabama, Vince, signed with the Birmingham Alliance team in the AAF. Uh, Pretty much the biggest name I've seen so far of anybody who's signed on to play in this league. Wait, wait, hold on. Do we want Vince to review this this Blake Sims guy? Just curious. Yeah, he went to Alabama. I don't think. I think Vince can do this one fair and balanced. <laughs> yeah, he. You know, this guy. You know, he he uh, won an SEC title. 
He uh, lost in the college football playoff. Uh, was an accomplished guy, you know, not a you know superstar quarterback by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, certainly not an NFL guy, but I'm sure he's you know very well known in the state of Alabama, and Birmingham's probably a great place for him. And and he's a player who was the face, kind of, of a big time college football program, and yeah. how college football is so exposed these days. Even a guy like Blake Sims. It's going to get people to go watch him, especially in the Birmingham area, which is why it's so smart of the AAF, I think, to really regionalize their teams. So, really cool. Do you see that list, Vince? We talked about the list last week. You weren't here. The list of the first 100 signees into the AAF. Did you recognize any names? I, I did not see the list, uh, but I heard you talk about a couple of the, the, the players on there, and uh, I had heard of them. Um, you know, so they are, you know, recognizable names to people who are following the sport. Um, but you know, it remains to be seen how they're going to do in an XFL environment. So you don't remember the name, uh, Dante Sawyer, South Carolina, Dante Sawyer to him. I do not remember now. <laughs> Tyler, Tyler Ferguson, Penn state. Now you're just pulling my, Jesus, what, my chain Tyler time. Ferguson. Is he a quarterback or uh yeah. QB. Yeah. Yeah, he he's Sounds like you're going through the, through the cast of SNL right now, Long Island. What about him? Allen. Co- Corey Vereen, <laughs> Brandon Hodges, Daquan Hampton, Horatio Sands. No. I get, um, I, look, I, you know, all, all power to the AAF for, for, for signing these guys, really, and giving jobs. And I'm sure they're, they're, they're re- recognizable faces within those regions. But if you're, again, I'll, and, I'll, and I'll say it again. If you're going to rely on faces to make your league survive, you're going to fail because you're not going to get them. And I think that's what Andrew, I'm sorry, Oliver Lux said was that we're not going to rely on faces. They're going to rely on the quality of the play. And I know we keep harping that. Well, I don't think the AAF is getting big faces based on the name. Well, that's what I'm saying. (laughs) They're they're making it seem like they're getting these big faces. And I'm doing air quotes, even though we're on a radio show. But but in reality they're not, and if they're going to try to live off that, we're in Birmingham. Maybe maybe the Sims guy in Birmingham is huge. You, he can't walk to Seven Eleven without getting stopped for a signature and a photograph. Maybe I'm but, sure he's already sold his signature multiple times while he's in school. <laughs> you don't think so? You, so you don't think you don't think people in Salt Lake City see that the Alliance for SLC signed Jomez Applewhite, and they're saying, "Yo, we got to go to the the stadium to watch Jomez play. He's back." Well, they yeah. might feel that way after they see an SNL style entrance uh, for, for, <laughs> for all the players. It's a good way. It's a good way to introduce your players, AAF. Take note if you're listening, Charlie Ebersol. Uh, but those are the two main uh, pieces we'll start with here today on This is the XFL Show. That's it for the cover, too. Um, but now for the biggest item of the day and this is coming from a tweet that the xfl sent out and uh, they left it up for all of the football fans to suggest to them and, and give them ideas and that's what we do here we know they're listening vince they're listening because this is the xfl show so this is the show they're definitely listening to when they ask how should the preseason be formatted in year one of the xfl and that is the subject today for the hot read. Blue 58! Blue 58! Go! Go! 
Hey, Ric Flair! Ric Flair! Pepper, flip, caliber. Motown, happy, jolly, drunk, buster, Burr, tiger! I think he's got a hound too, Rodney, I think. All right, guys, the subject of this week's hot read, the XFL tweeted out, if you were the commissioner of the XFL, how would you, or actually they said, how would structure, yeah, they forgot to put the U in there, Brian, I know that it irks you, how would you structure a potential preseason for our inaugural campaign in 2020? They're asking the fans, let's answer them. Starting with you, Brian, how would you structure a preseason for year one? Uh, I think the way I would want to structure it would probably be two games because you're only doing a 10-game season. And you're going to do it, man, yeah, two games, uh, not a full game, maybe like a half, you know, only half the game, really, because you're pretty much playing with with players that are getting cut already. And um, I don't know. Maybe uh, make them free to the public. Free preseason. Now you're talking. How about you, Vince? Got any ideas? Uh, yeah, I, I would have, um, you know, maybe you know, three games, um, three preseason games, two or three. Uh, I would not have them televised. I would not have any fans there at all uh, because it is the An quality. empty stadium of, game? It, it is the about the quality of the play. And so the let's get that the quality up to snuff before we debut it on the big stage uh you don't you know people you know always harp you know always hear you know joe schmo talk about how you know i oh i can't watch the the preseason because none of the stars are playing and how you know it's just so vanilla and such a boring thing you know you know there are people are watching but those are people people that are people that want to know about their team and people that love football truly Love Truly, yeah, but that's not that's not everybody. So you want to debut it whenever it's a big, big time event. You don't show them this before the big event. If I can make a wrestling analogy, it's like you know broadcasting like a a, a new talent in a dark match. You know you you don't want to do that. You don't want to, you want to save them for a big debut. Uh, you, the first time people see the XFL, you do not want it to be a preseason game because people are going to make judgments, right or wrong. They're going to. Well, I'm, so, I'm half with yeah. you, Vince, there. Go ahead, Bryant. No, I was going to say, so you're saying don't televise. Are you? Did you say anything about actually attending the game and letting nope, fans no attend fans. the game? <laughs> no fans. Empty <laughs> arena match. Yeah, you're talking about like a joint practice close to the public kind of is what that sounds yeah. like, Vince. Yeah, what's wrong sounds with like that? The AF that's combine. Good. No, that's good. That's good, but I'm gonna, I'm going to take you I'm going to take your idea and make it not so I don't know, closed and uh unavailable to the fans. This league is all about the fans, right? So, here you go. One preseason game for all the teams, not televised on any traditional cable or or a network te- uh, channel, but streaming worldwide on the XFL app, maybe even at a premium for the real, because the only people that should be seeing this are the diehards who will understand that what you see here isn't what you're going to see in the regular season. 
And in these games, you make them free to the public. I like that idea, Bryant. You try to pack this this stadium as much as you can with the people who are already ready to support a football team and an XFL football team. I think that's how you do it. You only need one preseason game. Why, why have any more for the inaugural season at least? Just get one in there. Get it out of the way. Have extensive practices leading up. Hopefully these teams can be set in place with over a year before the league forms. Could you imagine how good the games will be if these teams are together for a year before they even take the field? That'd be pretty good. So with that, I'd say give the fans a lot of access leading up to that game. Maybe a Hard Knocks-esque kind of uh, documentary on these teams. But I'd say one preseason game open to the public, streaming only on an XFL app. I took both your ideas and made them better. Come on. Well, yeah, I could I could see where you're coming from. Uh, you know, I, I think it's worthwhile. Um, you know, make it an exclusive thing. Hey, how about that? I, I that, that's I think a fair compromise. It's exclusive to anyone not in the the surrounding area of the stadiums these teams play. Yes, if you're in one of the cities, not really exclusive. You're encouraged to go watch the game for free. Yeah, what, what if you have like merch? a preseason weekend where you know over the course of a weekend you have four fest. games and yeah. a fan fest? Yes, yeah, I think that might be a good idea. You make like a fan that. fest, let everybody meet the players, let everybody watch the games for free, charge them thirty bucks to get in, something like that along those lines. Um, that might actually work. Just meet make it a weekend greet. somewhere where maybe you don't even have um, one of the teams. You know, yeah, let's meet say, and greet with Steve Spurrier. Not pretty, pretty cool. I mean, that's, that's the wrong yeah. week, but yeah, so something like that. And also, actually, I'm going to take my own idea, tweak it. Maybe take that to two games so that every team could get a home game and get a home preseason fan fest weekend like that. There you go, XFL. Make this thing a whole shindig for your fans well, the entire weekend. Well, I was thinking more like one weekend for all the teams, and you have everybody come and watch four games over a course of a weekend. In one in one stadium. Yeah, so you make it like Man. so. If we have teams all over the country, and then you no pick one's going to travel have a for team that. Who's going to travel yeah. to that? Or make it in L.A. or New York or Chicago? Those big markets. No, you got to make this accessible no to all team markets. Yeah, you got to make this accessible to all eight markets. Come on. Right. I like I where your head's at. Think, you know, thinking, maybe in, in terms time, of the championship, that's game. what you got to do. But yeah. you know, you got to start sl- slow here. I think. You don't want to take on too much. You you definitely want to expose yourself to as many people as possible. Eight markets, and of course, but context is king. But you don't want to get exposed. That's true. It's a fine line. And that is this week's hot read. So everyone out there tweeting at the XFL when they ask that question, guys, you want to hear some of what people said real quick? Do we? Yeah, yeah here sure. you go. This is here you go. Bryant, I think you stole this. You stole the words right out of this kid Bryce's mouth because he said jamboree style preseason. Four teams, one stadium, two games at one shot, once at on either half. Five possessions per team in the matchup. Rotate teams after the last possession. He wants the XFL jamboree. So that sounds like what the game. actual season should be like. <laughs> 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 and it may, it might be they're listening. Look at this, and then you got John Bob. Says no preseason, <laughs> just joint practices, limited contact to limit entries, and open to the public so they could see the product. So kind of what you said there, Vince. 
Yeah, yeah, John Bob, he, he's sounds like a good football fan. <laughs> and but after I scrolled through a bunch of the wrestling gifts people respond to the XFL with, Alexander, we'll leave it at this, Vince. I know you're going to click your heels for this. Seven-on-seven seven style preseason, less risk of injury. There you go. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Okie drills for the linemen, call it a day. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Oklahoma drills, yeah. <laughs> But if you make a fan fest, you could have an uh, you could that'd be like a maybe an all star game kind of thing where they got Okie drills. That'd be like the slam dunk contest of a football all star game. Back when like the NFL at the Pro Bowl used to have those like skills competitions. Yeah, yeah. But with, with contact though, we want contact oh, in the course. XFL. But safe contact, Brian. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, no. It'll be good. Uh, I, I, look, wherever it is, I would probably end up going anyway. So just put that out there. <laughs> but will you well, get in the building? <laughs> well, everyone, <laughs> that does it for this week's episode of This is the XFL Show. Coming up next week, well, who knows? We're, we're on, here's, the, here's some uh, behind-the-curtain stuff. We're reaching out hard. We're doing everything we can to try to get Oliver Luck on the show. Because, you know, if he's going to do all these other shows, you might as well do the XFL Show. Right, guys? Yeah, absolutely. So everyone out there, tweet at the XFL. They're at XFL2020 and tell them, hashtag luck on XFL show. Get them on our show. We want to talk to them. We have some things we want to run by the commissioner. And just so you know, most of us do love Pat White. Most of us. Who who is most of us? Who loves Just not you. Just because we don't like Pat White doesn't mean we don't agree that Oliver Luck is a great commissioner and doing all the good things right now. We love the work he's doing. We just want him to be on our show in addition to all these other shows. If he doesn't make I, it I to bet the if show. He, I bet if he was on our show, he'd be talking about how Rod Rutherford needs another shot. in the <laughs> yeah. You know who'd be great in this league? Tyler Palco. He'd be the face of our league. Well, He, he would. He would be. He actually would be. That's true. So... If Oliver Luck doesn't show up on our show next week, we'll have plenty to talk about because we're in the midst of the NFL preseason. Oliver Luck will certainly be making the rounds somewhere else, if not here. And we will cover all things XFL for you. And we want to shout out to all of you who hit us up on social media all the time, sending us great articles and great suggestions for show topics and ideas and information that we might have missed. We appreciate you. So tell your friends so they can... Show the love, too. Let's blow this thing up together. Make sure you tell them, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, and leave that five-star review. Follow them at XFL Show. That's where we are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And, of course, the website, this is the XFLShow.com. For Vince, for Brian, and for Alan, I'm Alan, saying thanks for listening to This is the XFL Show. Remember, they're listening.